what's what's the goal with this the Palmer project it's very very simply that when I die hopefully it's in a good I really hope so mate yeah (laughs) please (laughs) that I've left something that I've left something and again that's only really like that's developed over time because I wanted to create this amazing company and give opportunities to coaches and just set the standard for stuff and just help as many people as possible, which is literally where the, the whole podcast sort of slogan thing came from in the intro. But then it's then evolved and developed. Listen to to guests come on. I'm like, actually, no, no, no. Like, my actual thing is to leave something behind. Mm. Welcome to the Prime Life Project podcast, a place to help you unlock your full potential, both mentally and physically, to become the best version of you. Welcome back to an episode of the Prominent Project Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel James, and today I'm joined once again by Mr. Mikey Markham. How are we? I'm back. I'm good, mate. I'm feeling buzzing to be back in the hot chair. It's been a long time since we actually did one of these, isn't it? 100%. When do you think it was? Before December? It was definitely before December, I think. So September we've had, we've had some uh, good guests come on. Like, we've been like cranking them out. Like We've been cheering them out, but I don't think me and you have spoken for a while. I can't even remember the last one was. We spoke about it, to be fair. We had... Uh, yeah, because when I turn up... We pretty much get into business mode, don't yeah. we? Get on the guest, go through that, and then go out of it. But just having a bit of a catch up and a proper chin wag, the it's is, been a like, bit of a while. Me and you can have a podcast every time we talk. Yeah. Like, like it just comes, just follows us around. That's the level we need to get to where people just follow us around and like make documentary on us. We're Dan, not a million miles away. Yeah, yeah. Truman Show it. That's exactly it. Like, just realize we're actually living this whole big matrix thing. So, how you been anyway, right? Doing good, mate. Yeah, I'm trying to. Do a bit more training because, you know, December time, I sloped off a little bit. I really enjoyed myself and let myself go, to be honest. And I've re- I noticed that comes out in so many ways with my mental health in everything when I stop the mind, body, soul sort of triangle. And if I don't have body in check, then that really upsets me if I don't have mind in check or whatever it is. So, yeah, body... I've spent a bit more time on recently and I feel really good for it. Um, and everything else seems to be falling into place a bit more. That's right then. So yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good, man. How are you? I'm all right, yeah. Can't complain. Listen, can't complain. You yeah, look mate. very, very busy at the minute. Uh, yeah, busy in a good way though. Like it's, uh, everyone keeps saying this to me, like, how do I keep managing this? It's because I've got good people like yourself that are around me to <laughs> take the pressure off me. Because we talk about this off air, like before we started this, having a problem with um, the, the interface that we use for this. Yeah. <laughs> and normally, because I used to do, before you came along, I used to do all the editing for it. I was like so on it and I knew exactly how to edit. but now I'm like I can't remember any of the buttons are mm. but because you take that pressure away from me it means I don't have to worry about it and I've got people now all around me that are just taking pressure off me which yeah. is good because it means I can just flourish and do what I want to do so it's not really a skill set that you're desperate to keep hold of is it this is, and this is the thing that also <laughs> I'm learning about it's like stick to what you're good at yeah, and I know cool. what I'm good at like especially in this last year and a yeah, year and a half really like I've really understood what I'm good at mm. and so I'm spending more time doing that and then the things I'm not so good at I'm getting people to do it for me because they enjoy it so that's the thing it's not just passing out like you love this like you love editing it yeah like, you literally love it I remember I used to record podcast episodes and I had to go back and edit it afterwards it then made me hate the podcast because all I was doing is listening literally. to myself yeah because I was listening to myself constantly and I'm a perfectionist but you know, it's your own work isn't it but yeah because yeah. you're doing it you're doing it from an objective like you're listening back and you're like, oh, this is good. And you can sort of go from there. But during your own work, mm. you're a lot more like, I remember, oh, the worst one, the worst one I did, mate. Oh, it was a Tommy Gentleman's podcast. Anyone listen to Tommy Gentleman? The guy was incredible. Absolutely amazing. Right. Amazing podcast. Got a great guy, like fantastic. But what happened was something happened his end. So every time I spoke or something happened, I can't remember which way around it was, it came through his audio. Okay. 
So I had to go back oh, and edit every single thing that I said during the episode. Oh my God. So I had to literally like stop and let's yeah. say it was something where I was really hyped up. I'd have to get myself hyped up and be like, oh, yeah, and then go back. <laughs> and it literally took me about six hours to edit it. Wow. It was painful. And that's where I was like, I can't make, then that's why again, you got better. And then I got better at editing and making sure that I sent to my guest, or oh, can you make sure that you've got this sorted or that sorted? You so learn. I got better and you learn on the job, as you're saying. So yeah. much from that process though, that mistake there, a lot of people would just say, oh, I'll just do another one, but they'll never learn them intricacies that you learn in that moment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 100%. I've done it with uh, edits before where it was so easy to just push it to the side, say, I can't really be bothered anymore. I'm just going to start again. But, all the way through going through it. There was one, I think it was in your podcast, there was a guest who had a really bad lag in the podcast. So their end, I think their Wi-Fi might have been a bit shoddy. Um, so every 20 minutes or maybe even 10 minutes, it just started going out of sync I remember, all I said, the I can't time. I remember it was, but I remember you saying to me like I'm having this problem. And I learned this awesome thing about audio stretching. I had to... I. It helps learning the terminology and stuff. I'd never heard of it before or anything. I had to go through loads of articles to find out what it was actually called. Then when I could diagnose it, boom, Sorry. I learned so much. And it's helped me in music videos. It's helped me so much down the line from just that one little bit of a hiccup. Mm. So, it's yeah, it's really good that you're somebody that will be tenacious, spend that six hours and say, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to go through it. It's going to be enduring. But I do it all the time. Like I said, like, like I said to you, the Randy episode, I was not happy with that intro. Mm. Yeah. Because I kept saying, um. Is that something? And people say to me, like, oh, why did you listen to yourself? Like, cause I do, I listen to myself in the car. Like obviously I don't sit there and repeat, listen to myself. But when the episode comes out, I will listen back to it too. Yeah. So I can pick myself apart essentially. But then that's how I learn. I realized I said, um, so many times, yeah. but I think if you remember we did the Randy one, because we recorded the intro afterwards, didn't we? Yeah. And I was a bit tired that day. And I yeah. think after we do one of these, again, people that don't see the, what happens afterwards, like after I've done these episodes with, with a guest, like it can be quite draining, like, because it's just energy transfer and it's, you're, you're so focused, you're hyper-focused on this one thing. It's yeah. like when you're driving, so you drive for like two hours, and you're so focused, you get tired. The same thing with doing a podcast. Like people don't, I don't think people realize, like it's, it's quite intense when you're talking to this person you've never met before and you're trying to get this amazing thing out for the audience. Yes. And then after the Randy one, I was like absolutely exhausted. And then I had to go back and record the intro. And yeah. I'm like, I just sounded tired, but obviously maybe people didn't notice it, but I did. And then you said it didn't sound too bad. So you're like, oh no, okay, that's, we, can, we can use it. But for me, I was like, okay, mm. I've got to really make sure that I try and hone in on using um as a filler gap thing. I, I've, I love podcasts so much and it really is a beautiful art form. Because like you say, you're trying to make it as concise and easy and digestible as possible for people. So you have to keep beating on that craft to make it an art form that you're building on. And I don't think people really understand how to have an hour conversation or whatever you're doing, that there's like a dance you're having with that other person. And if I look, listen to my first podcast I've ever done, it was the ums and ahs and uh, what was a, a big one? Like, mm, right. I kept saying like, there was one episode that I had to start editing myself out, but it's I kept doing beautiful. this, I kept doing talking, I kept going, hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so but, but you're doing a conversation, don't you? Yeah, you, get, you realize the difference between a conversation and a podcast. If I'm having a conversation, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. But in a podcast, it sounds like I'm being like a knob to be yeah. like, hurry up, hurry up. Uh, but again, like you say, it's, it's an art form, it's really creative, and doing it, you are editing through yourself, but in normal conversations you're having with people, 
it, it makes you think about how you're coming across. And I, I really value podcasting on so many merits and, and how it's it is. It's harder, isn't it? Like people, we know, we know, well, I know so many people that have tried to do it and they try and set themselves, oh, I'm going to do a podcast. It's not for everyone. No. And it's like with everything. Like people try and, they like the idea of things, but not everyone should do it. Like for example, running a business. Everyone loves the idea of it. Yeah. But until they actually realize how hard it actually is. Like people, and it's the whole thing about success. People only see the tip of the iceberg when people have actually made it. Like, oh yeah, I want to do that. It's actually really hard. Yeah. Like just trying to get guests for a podcast. People think it's really easy. Like obviously now I've gotten to a position where people will actually message me and be like, oh, I want to be a guest on your podcast. But at the start, when you go out reaching for podcast guests, like, and people say no, and you're like, you have to get really disheartened. And it's, mm. like, it's not an easy thing to do. It, it wouldn't be harmful to do one for self so you can learn through it and you know communication is so important in life in all aspects of life so doing it perfect but actually putting it out for a source of entertainment i think that probably, is probably would have been entertainment wouldn't it can you imagine yeah. you're yourself like yeah well even having a podcast that you run for yourself and in terms of meeting people and making networks i think a lot of people would get much out of it but i've heard podcasts that i thought i i appreciate you've done it but i wouldn't want to listen to that uh to find information to find anything entertaining out it's of like, it what, it's the, for me it's like what's the purpose of there you go yeah it, it, people doing it and this is where we've spoke about this off air do we speak about this off air about me or do we just talk about this while we're recording about me giving stuff <laughs> To people, is that just why we're recording? Off air, I think. Oh, mate, I can't. Even yeah, we were talking, recording eight minutes. I can't remember what we spoke about. But if, this is so us. Um, yeah, this literally. Me, me and you talk so much, and we spoke so much off air. It's like, yeah. what did we speak off air? Well, was this on but, camera? But, but this is this is when it comes to like the, the reason why so many people seem to be drawn to helping me. I believe is again, tell me yourself, like you said, you want to do it. Uh, even with the, the events got coming up, like the the the, the, uh, the, the other speakers that are there, they want to help because they buy into the mission. Yes. And they buy into what's going on. Like the purpose of this podcast, it has a purpose. I'm not just doing it. There you go. Just yeah. to talk. Like every time I've got a guest on, what am I getting out of that guest? Yes. So then it's constantly reminding myself of that. And again, when I, I do get tired and stuff like that, like, there's, a, there's a bigger purpose driving me than me. Yeah. Does that make sense? I can't really Mate, it No, in no, you've, you've, you've nailed it. It's having a piece of art there with a purpose. Yeah. And the same with mine. I do it as a long format because I enjoy that. But I think within it, there's elements and pearls of wisdom that people can fish out if they want that long form thing and but, yours is also to raise awareness of people that people maybe have never heard of before like to give some local people talent opportunity like a platform and yeah. opportunity like that, that, that that's your thing that's that's what you do that's why we mean you like both podcasts but it's completely different and the purpose and the outcome is completely oh, different a hundred percent and that, that's what i'm saying is for people to record their conversations they're having it doesn't have to be a podcast mm. but to listen back see how you put yourself across it's really beneficial to to listen to how you hold yourself but it doesn't mean it has to be out there on a spotify platform here's this it could just be to learn about yourself especially if you're in a relationship as well let's say mm. you're coming across because I think sometimes when people hear themselves back, like, God, am I really coming across that mm, way? Is it my, my tone? Yeah. Uh, so much about that. Yeah. yeah. I had, uh, had it at the weekend, uh, ordered some food, and the food order was wrong. Mm. So then person calls up and was like, you've got the food order wrong. And they were such an arsehole. And when they hung up, I said, did you actually hear how you were talking? What do you mean? I went, look, I've worked in that trade. If you talk to me like that, I'm spitting in your food. Obviously, I didn't. Do that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this game, I never did that. But I'm, I'm making a point. Do you know what I mean like yeah. you automatically? You're not going to go above and beyond. I said, he's trying to do you a favour here. I said, when he calls back, be nice. Mm. Like they've messed up here, so get your point across. But actually, he's trying to help you and understand that. 
Yeah. Went back on the phone. Honestly, completely different content. There was someone else witnessing this as well. So there was a neutral there as well, ah. witnessing this. They went back on, completely changed the tone. And then the guy completely changed the tone ah. and the problem got resolved. Wow. And it's purely That's because, a beautiful anecdote. Yes, but it's only because this third person was there to be like, yeah, actually, you did come across kind of like that. Then they knew the person listened, took my advice on board, yeah. completely changed their approach and got the outcome that they wanted. Whereas <laughs> if, if I hadn't called them out on that, yeah. like, listen, like, I've worked in that trade before. Like when people get you back up and you kind of don't want to help them, it's like you're doing because you have to rather than you want to because something's gone wrong and you're trying to go above and beyond with customer service. That makes sense. Yeah. So my thing, whenever you go to like a restaurant or anything like that, like understand that it's not the waiter's fault. And even if they have messed up, we're all human. So mm. actually, if you show a bit of empathy and actually be like, listen, you kind of messed up here. Can you kind of help me out? Like, come to a resolution rather than you're an idiot. Yeah. Like, I'm not happy shouting at them. And you're never going to get, like, talk to anyone like that. It's never, ever, ever going to get the mm. response that you want. So I think you're right there. It's actually recording yourself and understanding and how you communicate. Yeah. Because becoming a, a corrective if you an effective communicator got to be able to talk first being an effective communicator is <laughs> yeah, a massive really. thing but, but, but that's one thing because someone who was it talking to me someone said something to me earlier on during the week and they said like did you always want to do the public speaking like why did you want to do the podcast mm. like this week I've had two people say like why did you want to go to public speaking and why did you want to podcast like what actually got you into doing the podcast in the first place and I thought I don't think anyone's actually really asked me why I wanted to podcast mm. but I think I've said it a few times before but I don't think I've really like put it full circle about why I did it it's more because I felt obliged to you almost got the information to actually get it out there but yeah. never something that was there because I especially when it comes to public speaking, in school, I was that guy that hated public speaking. Mm. I hated it. I got yeah. so nervous, anxious, dry mouth, like everyone looking at me. But once you get to a certain thing, it's like you want to help people. You kind of have to do it, if that makes sense. You feel an obligation to be like, I've got this information. Like, I can't hold on to this. I mm. have to share it. So then you've kind of got to be like, well, I'm doing this for the greater good. So if yeah. that involves me standing up on stage and being vulnerable, cool, I'll go and do that. If that involves me doing a podcast, then I'll do that. So it was never part of my mission to be like, oh, I want to do a podcast. Mm. It was ne ne never a thing, but podcasts are what helped save my life. Yeah. As we said before. So that's why I wanted to do one. It was just simple as mm. that. Like it wasn't a thing of like, oh yeah, when I'm older, I want to be a YouTube person or want yes, to be, yeah. uh, do you know what I mean, a, a Joe Rogan. It's never been that. It's just like, actually... I enjoyed listening to people share this information that I had not even been made aware of. And that's all this podcast mm. is. It's just people listen to podcasts about, oh my God, I did not know that. Yeah. And then it can start to just have a little, plant a little bit of a seed. If you plant that seed, it then grows. That's what it's all about. Like, and I've been talking to a few therapists recently, uh, again, trying to do some work with them uh, for the Prime Life Project. And again, I've just said that my whole purpose is that people don't need to go to therapy. Mm. Because therapists are never going to be out of work. There's always people that will need them. But my thing is, like, a lot of people just need basic information that we should all have at such a young age that we don't. Mm. So my podcast is just getting really interesting people on. They've gone through the journey, discovered some stuff, and they can share their their, their, their journeys. Then people can be like, oh, yeah, I can relate to that. Mm. So once you can relate to that, rather than me and you talking, like, maybe people can't relate to us because maybe it's a woman that's listening. We're not women, so they won't be able to relate. But then if we get a woman on that's gone through some stuff, like, oh, yeah, actually. Mm. And then equally, because we're males, a woman might be like, oh, I can't relate. Oh, wait, actually, guys feel that too. Yeah. And then yeah. we realize that we are a collective whole. True that makes commonalities sense. between True commonalities. And that's us. the thing. Yeah. People think the different races, different religions. No, no, fundamentally, we're all exactly the same. Mm -hmm. And that's why hopefully people that long-term listen to the podcast have noticed, like, I, I don't deliberately go out to seek guests that back up what I'm saying. Mm. It just so happens that when people have gone through this journey, there is similar traits. And that's what I'm trying to get through to people. Mm. There's similar traits, there's similar patterns. And if you notice these patterns and you, you don't, you either stop the patterns or don't allow them to take over your life. And if you take back control, mm. that's how you win. That's how yeah. you stop yourself needing therapy. That's how you just stop that downward spiral. I, I love what you're saying. And it feels so authentic. Everything you create or participate in, 
you're creating something that you would love to be involved in. You would love to listen to. Do you know, I can imagine you listening to a speaker who speaks how you speak on stage and you'd be there getting a buzz out of that. And I feel so similar. I've had people say to me before, why do you do two hour podcasts? Why, why don't you try it for an hour or whatever? Um, but I said, that's fine if you don't want to listen to long format. But for me, I've, I get quite lonely in my days. So I put four hour podcasts on and then I intermittently just go in and out of it. But it feels like I've got a friend there for the day. So I'm just creating something that I'd want. And I same with my music. I'm always creating things that I'd want to listen to. I'm not doing it for anyone else in truth. But isn't, that, but isn't this the whole point of it? Then you buy into it? Yeah. Like you're, you're how, how can you sell sold. your music or your podcast if you don't buy into it? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the whole thing with me. Like, I'm genuinely, like, the whole... We're on the whole, such a same yes, level here, aren't the, we? The, the, the Palm Life Project with the coaching and stuff like that. Like, it's... My whole thing is, like, I actually care. Mm. And like I said to, to... I literally said this to my coaches yesterday in the team meeting. I said, look at how much your clients are paying you. Would you pay that amount of money to spend time with yourself? Mm. Simple thing, isn't it? Do you know I mean like, yeah. would I, would I listen to my podcast? Yeah, well, I do. Yes, yeah, exactly. Would you listen to your podcast? Yeah, well, you do. Yeah. Would you listen to your own music? Yeah, you probably do. Yeah, if the answer is no, then who are you doing? Why are you for? creating it? Why are you creating it? Mm. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not trying to be. And this is the thing where obviously with the, with the event that's coming up, like someone said, oh, like Tony Robbins, and you probably get that a lot. You're going out, yes. doing, you sound just like Mike Skinner. Because you're doing, because you're doing, yeah, because you're doing public speaking. It's like no. Like, yeah, you might see it exactly the same things. Like, you've clearly taken inspiration from him, and like, he's someone that clearly got you into loving music. 100%. But you're not him, you're being you. Like, yeah. Tony Robbins. I mean, obviously, everyone's got to have dreams and goals, but am I ever going to reach his heights? I mean, one can dream, but I mean, I mean, the guy is literally like the godfather of mm. self help. He's the one that clearly inspired me to start off with, but I'm not trying to be him because no. I can't. Just love I'm what being it's about. Me. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. again, and so someone said to me, like, what's, what's the goal with this, the Palmer Project? It's very, very simply that when I die, hopefully it's in a good couple of I really hope so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> that I've left something. That I've left something. And again, that's only really, like, and that's developed over time because I wanted to create this amazing company and give opportunities to coaches and just set the standard for stuff and just help as many people as possible, which is literally where the, the whole podcast sort of slogan thing came from in the intro. But then it's then evolved and developed. Listen to, to guests come on. I'm like, actually, no, no, no. Like, my actual thing is to leave something behind. Mm. It's actually to leave something. Like yeah. I want it to mean something. Like I want the Prama project to actually mean something. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, like we're going to schools and stuff, like just to just have had an effect yeah. and actually just to, to have that legacy behind because especially going to schools, it's like kids are at such an age where uh, whatever you say to them, they'll pick up on and they'll, they'll absorb it. Mm. So if I can just go and be a little source of inspiration for them and have some sort of positive impact on their life that then affects their future, Cool. Have you had any moments where it you'd put something out a very long time ago and then somebody referred to it where you'd forgot about it? Because that's what you're saying. You're leaving something and you don't know when that moment might be that somebody needed it. I say like uh, done a podcast, episode four, episode nine, and then somebody goes, oh, I listened to your podcast the other day. And you, you expect in your head, oh, the latest one out but like no no it was this one do you know what the biggest one is go on then my story one really yeah yeah that's beautiful yeah literally yeah. the amount of people that say to me because what normally happens is people will click on the latest episode or whatever draws them to that episode, that, that, that podcast episode by the way you guys do an amazing job with that like i just want to just give a shout out to, to anyone who's listening to this like when you guys actually talk about the episode and you share the episode and uh again if it resonates with you and you, you're sharing it with the people that resonates like that is absolutely incredible because then people generally do listen mm. so like, for example the narcissistic abuse one 
I've had so many messages on that. I can like, imagine. Absolutely incredible. That was a that, yeah, wild episode. The, the amount of messages I had that people were like, this, this is incredible. This has really helped me. I wish I'd heard this when I was going through this. And again, mm. I can understand, well, if you know someone, just, just pass it on. That's what it's there for. It's just there for the information. But then what happens is they'll then scroll through and what they do is they look for titles. Yeah, and yeah. Okay. The type of that is de- depression of my sex addiction. So it clearly draws people in. Yeah. And then people listen to that and they'll be like, oh my God. And I can't remember if you remember the time, like how vulnerable I was doing that. And that was something I really held shame over. Mm. like to actually Big talk word. about that yeah yeah 100% like and uh, I spoke to Scarlett about it who's one of the speakers at the event like I spoke to her about this last Wednesday but I had such shame around this but actually by me being able to talk about it again you creating the space for me to talk about it and be vulnerable and be open which wasn't my goal my goal was just to talk about it mm. but then end up actually being extremely vulnerable people have then actually been able to relate to me more mm. and actually people have said to me that since I did that my podcasts have got better because I seem to be more rela- like just my guard's gone down like a, a release yeah like a release oh, because I wow. can be more authentic yeah. even though I wasn't not being authentic before but because I clearly had this big thing that was almost like a elephant in the room mm. now everyone knows the elephant it's almost like I don't have to oh, that's pretend it's not there does that make sense that's I've had a few people say that because again they're long time listeners and they're like that episode do you mean I felt like I heard I connected with you more there and then since then you've improved and actually if I think about it since then we've had some amazing guests on but again I think I've actually potentially improved as well Mm. my delivery so and I just want from the conversation we're having now jump back to something you said so you're getting more people on board and that's giving you energy to do what you do best and where you are best what is that where optimally do you think you want to spend all your energy what is that for dan james is it building this beast is it helping people in the gym where is your time best spent so for me it's obviously it's building the palm life project so like i said that is where my time is spent but again the palm life project has massively grown to the point where i've had to change the mission statement yeah uh, and essentially the vision because of what i created it to be to what it's become and obviously my coaches are just again leveling up like, like I said to them, I had one-to-ones with me yesterday and they're all just improving so much and they're all growing and developing themselves. And that's the amazing thing. Like as I'm growing the company, they're growing as well. Mm. And that's the whole thing. Like it's allowing them to express themselves and do what they want to do in a safe space, if that makes sense. 100%. So for me, like what do I want to do? Like public speaking. Yeah. So that's why I've created that event. So I'm going to talk about that. So the, the, the biggest thing for me is this uh, mental health summit that I've got coming up. So mm. I mentioned it a few episodes ago. I think it might have been the Randy one. But that's now an actual thing. So on May the 29th um, at the Squire Performance Centre in Nottingham. So it's the Nottingham Girls High School. They've got their own um, theatre there and it's absolutely incredible. So uh, essentially I want to create something. And this, this works about leaving something behind. This for me is the first step. Mm. This for me is the first step with this. Like, So what I wanted to do was give back. Because obviously this podcast here, there's only so much you can really do in an hour. And there's no, you, you can't really structure it to people got to kind of go in and take what they need if that makes sense yeah. what I really want to do is create something where people can come to an event and actually leave and be like oh my like wow mm, mm. Like, this has actually changed my life like they've actually given me an actual blueprint guide. a guide yes yeah. and I've got to now go and action it because I think this is the problem I think in this mental health space people are expecting people to do things for them and that's not how it works we've <laughs> you, got to be able to do something I can give you tools but mm. you then have to go and action it so what I've created this is going to be a bit of a shameless book here with this. It's essentially, I've got created uh, this event. It's a public speaking event. It's a, a live event uh, in Nottingham. And I've invited Paul Cope, which again is a good friend well, of ours now. Yeah. So again, if you haven't listened to that episode, like Paul Cope is is a very good friend of mine now. He's actually invited me and Mikey to, to Liverpool in a couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, the guy's absolutely legendary. Um, so Paul Cope's coming to speak. Uh, Scarlett Webster. So people that are long-time listeners of the podcast will know that I think in the first 10 episodes, Scarlett was on the podcast two or three times. Uh, she's an absolutely incredible human being. Um 
absolutely amazing person so she's coming to speak and then obviously Craig Seaton as well mm. uh, myself on stage so there's four of us there wow. and we're talking about the four steps to regain control of your life so obviously I believe that there are certain steps and principles people need so we're going to be talking about identity belief, ses- belief systems thoughts and feelings and mindfulness mm. so again if you get those four things nailed down you're taking back control of your life. Yeah. So the way this whole thing, this event's going to be different, because again, you know me, I don't do things by, by halves. No. Like I have to do things properly. I can't, you, you know what I'm like with stuff. Like I give you an idea and I'm like, it has to be yeah. the standard for what I'm trying to do. It has to be on a level. Um, so there's going to be a pre-event buildup. So it's not just coming in and having this, this day spent with us talking. Before the event, there's going to be pre-event buildup stuff. So you're going to have Paul, Scarlett, myself and Craig give you 15 or 20 minute videos explaining a bit of a backstory and an insight into what they're going to be talking about on the day. Mm. So that when they're talking, they don't have to spend 15 or 20 minutes going over the little basics to then go into the deep stuff. Mm. I want you to be able to come to this event and you get the deep stuff, if that makes mm. sense. So you already come in with a sense of excitement. You already come in knowing what to expect and you already come in having learnt something. Mm. Does that make sense? Perfect. Then you come to the event and you get these four speakers myself included they're going to literally just give you 45 minutes of bam knowledge there it is huh. then at the end of it it's going to be q a so you get a live panel q a the four of you the four of us hey, right? so again nice. and, and, and if people don't get the questions answered on that day in the feedback form it will get answered mm. so people will leave their questions answered now this is the key thing for me that i'm trying to set this apart from other events after the event you will then get post event material so myself, Paul, Scarlett, and Craig will be giving you, over the next four weeks, actionable steps to take to keep you accountable to make sure that you action the steps we speak about at the event. Mm. So it's going to be an actual workbook. So it's not just you come there and you've got to take some notes. There'll be an actual workbook for you to work through after the event wow. so that you actually action those steps yeah so you don't just go from the event because we've all been there i've been there mate i, I, I literally was the, the king of this when i first started in the fitness industry i go to all these big events and summits be absolutely buzzing then you go back into the real world and you do nothing mm. i don't want that to happen yeah anything that i do when it comes to me public speaking and i put my brand on it i want it to be like no 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 like i actually mean what i say i want this to be four steps for you to regain control so honestly why i love being a part of this mission because when you talk I believe it strongly. I feel it. And it's so honest what you're trying to do. And I love that about you, that you've taken that into account for yourself. How did I act when I came to one of these type events? Oh, I let it all go through my brain after or sieve through and I forgot about it. But people have the best intention though. Yeah, Everyone yeah. wants to do it. It's like, oh, yeah. this is amazing, this is amazing. And then they go home mm. into that negative space yeah. that got them in that place first in the first place. And exactly. And like you can't change. And this is what people try and do. Like when you've got that, that pyramid of change, people try and change their environment first. Yeah. You can't change the environment. You have to change identity. You have to have that belief that you have to fundamentally understand that there's other things that have got to happen before you change the environment. It's like when people start a diet. Oh, I'll just get rid of all the chocolate. Mm. Okay, well, you change your environment, but if you sort of the belief system that you're fat mm. and you can't succeed and you're always going to be overweight, guess what? You're going to go find a way to get some chocolate. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. So my thing is, like, you, you've, left the, you've left your environment for a day to come and hear me and, and, and the, the speakers talk. Brilliant. You're going to be absolutely buzzing because you're going to be in a room, by the way, full of people going through the same stuff as you. Mm. So there's no shame. There's no judgment. You're in a safe space of people, 230 people in the same room as you, all on the same mission. Hmm. All the same purpose and passion. My coach is going to be there. Like, it's going to be absolutely awesome. Hmm. You're going to leave buzzing. Mate. But then you go back into your real world that led you into this downward spiral in the first place. It's going to be very hard to hold on to that. And I don't want that to happen. So I want to literally then give you the stuff to help you over the next four weeks. Because again, you can action it. You can actually stay accountable to yourself and actually put these things in place so that things actually change. Mm. 
I don't want to keep doing these events and have the same people rock up. Yeah. Because what's the point? Literally, what's the point? Because that means I failed. If the same people keep coming to the same events, I failed. Unless they clearly want to hear me talk and I've got different guests on, that's a different story. Yeah. But yeah. I don't want to become the same feel purpose. Feel part of maybe like a community. Yes. And that's the thing with the podcast. Like people say that, you, literally, some of the messages I get, people are like, you don't understand how much your podcast has helped. Mm. That, that for me, is like, that is literally all. Like we've said this before. I want to just help one person. And some of the messages I get, I know that I'm doing that. So that's amazing. But this event, I want to take it a step further. Do you know what I mean? I, I, want, I want it. To, like, I, 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 I'm trying to create this event that I wish that I had. When did the event make sense to you? When did you go, do you know what? I've got to do an event now. This really feels like a right time to start building up for an event. After all this has happened, I'm not going to mention the name, the C-bomb. Yeah, yeah. Okay. After that, and I saw how much people were struggling, I was like, I need to do something. Okay. Not I want, I need. I yeah. This is a need. People need this. Like, I have, I have um, uh, connections Paul, Scarlett, people. Mm. I was like, I have people that were going to want to help me with this. I've got to do something. So again, I felt obliged to do it. Mm. So I was like, right, what can I do? So I actually went to a few venues, actually, and it's bizarre. I'm not going to mention names, um, but I went to a few venues in Nottingham. And just as soon as you mentioned mental health, weren't interested. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Why? During the, during the, during the event. Did up, you have any feedback or uh, anything? You could just tell. During, during they're like, oh, they're uh, looking at hiring you a venue, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, yeah, amazing. Like, really up for it. Like, what is he talking about? And I'd be like, oh, it's a mental health kind of event. People do some oh, problems. Oh, interesting. And, and it really, I was a bit like, oh, that's interesting. That isn't. I mm. can't actually psychoanalyze yeah. that. It yeah. took me back and I, yeah. I don't know I thought, I thought that. where I that's come like, from. Okay. Yeah, so I, I, again, I'm not dug too deep into it. Two companies in particular. One yeah. a big company. Fascinating. And I was a bit like, okay, that's fine. But that's one of the biggest things. Like, okay, well, do next time when this thing grows and it keeps growing, mm. I will not be using a venue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be using a venue. Uh, and then the people I found out at Squire, they are absolutely incredible. So the venue I've got now, absolutely amazing. They are so on board with what I'm trying to create. Uh, and also because it's linked into the school as well. I'm actually being able to go into the school and help the kids there as well. So it's a, it's a, double, a double thing oh, there as mate. well. So it's amazing. Um, but like I said, on the day, there's going to be loads of things there. The, the atmosphere is going to be absolutely incredible. Uh, again, you get lunch included. I know that's some of the big, some big, that's big huge. people. Probably, probably you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you you smashing the buffet. Just, yeah, keep me out of the way for yeah. a little bit, mate. But no, it's, it's, <laughs> the, the whole thing is going to be absolutely incredible. Like I, I'm, with it, I, I'm, I've, I'm creating an event, an event that I should be trying to create three years down the line. Not yeah. for the first time doing it. <laughs> Mate, I get like, yeah, I, I've yeah. skipped steps because yeah. I'm like, if I'm going to do something, I'm going all in. Uh, and like I said, I, the more I talk to uh, Paul, Scarlett, uh, and Craig, what they're saying they're going to give to this event is amazing. Yeah. Do you know what I've asked for and said, listen, this one I'm trying to create. And then they're, they're coming to me and they're saying like, well, actually, I'm going to do this. And I'm, and I'm thinking, bloody hell, like what? Like they're going above and beyond. And yeah. that for me, because they're buying into the mission, they understand why I'm doing it. And that for me is just like when you create uh, that environment, you've got people around you like that. It's I can't describe how it makes me feel like to actually have people like yourself like, actually backing what we, I'm doing. We all believe in it so strongly, though. We all want it for for everybody else. Mm. You know, we, we have the same ideologies. We have the same feeling in mind. This can help a lot of people. That's how simple it is for everybody involved in it who are desperate to have a piece of the pie because it is nothing to do with money. It's nothing to do with anything other than I feel so strongly whoever comes up to that day and hears all these amazing speakers, yourself, gets to ask questions and feels a part of something, it's bigger than all of us. Mm. And that's and what that, it is, being, being a part of something. Yeah. 
being being being, a being a part of something, yeah, and that's what being bigger bigger part of something. Do, with the day, um, have you thought consciously about how you've layered the guests? Have you put them in yes. certain ways as uh, well? Yeah. So, well, it's, it's when you say that, like, I the, the biggest the, the biggest problem I've done here is because I've got so many like, like three amazing speakers. I've not got on stage with three amazing speakers. Do you know what I mean? I've kind of like, I've kind of like, put, I'm like oh. so the event order. So I've got it in front of me actually here, so people can sort of uh, get an idea of it. So the schedule for the day, let's say, uh, the event basically starts at eleven o'clock. You can arrive at ten thirty, but essentially, like the, the event welcome starts officially eleven fifteen. Uh, the first speaker was Paul Cope. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what he's going to talk about because we haven't had the discussion yet. He knows what he's talking about, but I'm not close to the event. I'll give people more information about specifics of what he's going to talk about. Uh, but Paul's going, then Scarlett's going, breaking lunch, like dinner time. I'm going, and then Craig's going. Uh, so that's the order. So it's Paul, Scarlett, mm. me, Craig. And again, that is subject to change, but that's the, the flow of it is basically like what their specialties I've are. I've got an idea in my mind yeah. how that's going to yeah, go. So like yeah, so the, 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 obviously Paul's very much identity-based. Then you've got Scarlett with what she's all about. Then you've got uh, like belief systems, for example. This is again roughly what we're talking about, then me with thoughts and then Craig with the mindfulness. Mm, so again, mate, it's, one of where, like, so it's a nice yeah. steady flow. And then at the end, obviously there'll be a little break and then actually having a 45 minute Q and a where you can actually, um, uh, you mean, just have, have your questions answered essentially. Then that's essentially what I want. I want people to be able to leave the event having got what they needed out of it. Yeah. And again, when it comes to Q and a, like I find that when I do stuff like with my clients and stuff like that, the Q and A's are the best stuff because some people don't want to talk, but actually by someone else asking the question, Mm. do you know what I mean they get to have the answer almost like because everyone this is what I'm saying people think they're alone and with this event it's sometimes that you're not alone like you're not alone you're going to be in a room full of people that get it mm. and everyone gets it to some degree People, it's just to what degree do people get it if that makes sense and, uh, for me it's like I want people to just go there and just be like wow I'm heard yeah Q&A is beautiful because it's sort of unfiltered mm. and it's just in the moment off the cuff yeah. and you you know somebody might say something that would never have been thought about by the person next to them, but it's just sparked something in them. And then that triggers them to go, do you know what? Actually, I've got something from that to say, and it just builds and builds and builds. And that's how many do this right now. Cause this isn't like, so normally when I've got a guest on, like there's some idea of where we're going. We have no idea where we're going with this. So the mm-hmm. answers that I'm giving right now are just genuine, authentic answers. I don't have time yeah. to script it. I don't have time to think about it. And that's why sometimes I love Q and A's because uh, again, yeah. this one thing's where, especially when it comes to podcasts, you get people on the podcast, you know what it's like. And sometimes people want to hold information back, but you know, when you're asking them questions, on the, the fly their little ego yeah. wants to show how much they know so they'll give you more if that makes sense so again coming to the live event like maybe like Paul for example in, in, he's like do you mean he's, he's got like uh, this next big thing he's, this project he's got but James someone asks him a question yeah. he's not going to be like oh yeah so uh, I've got this next project coming up no no he's going to be like oh actually boom yeah. and there you go you've got a head start on stuff that he's just learning about and that's the beauty of it like because obviously Paul's got his books Scott's got therapy stuff um, but they're always learning yeah, I was just going to say. They're always learning. So you're going to get what they are actually learning at mm, that moment in time. It's great for the audience, but yeah. also the guests and the speakers are going to be learning within that. Because yeah. even if there's a question that sort of holds them up and they think, oh, I'm not actually sure on that. That's a beautiful moment because that's showing a bit of humanity in somebody. You're not just listening to robots. You're listening to people that have been on their journeys but they're not complete articles. We're all together forever learning. And that's the biggest thing for me. Like we've all been on our own journey. That's mm. the key thing with this. Like we all understand. And I think this is the reason why they're so brought into it. Like same with you. Like we've all been through our own battles of mental health. Yeah. We don't, none of us claim to be perfect. Like we're all on our journey and all of us are different. Like Paul's different to me. Scarlett's different to, to Craig. Like we are all different individuals, 
all different backgrounds we've, we've all struggled with their mental health so you're not having people coming up to the top of the stage preaching to you mm. it's not about that it's just real genuine authentic human beings and again like they are all the most genuine human beings ever and they just want to help yeah. because they understand what it's like to be in the position of the people listening they want to give back the information they wish they had and that's the whole point of it that's why I think they're so invested into it because like they get it mm. they understand what I'm trying to create with it if that makes sense yeah. and the venue's beautiful like genuinely like but you're, you're coming to see it next week I, and I don't, I don't know if you're allowed to tell me this and the audience but I'm just guessing for Dan James yeah. you've got a 10 year vision yeah <laughs> do you know what this sort of event's going to look like in that I'm time I'm going to sell out Motor Point Arena Nottingham is that where you're at I'm going to sell out I won't do it in 5 years Mm, fact, we, we're going to have to really give it some, mate. It's gonna, no, no, I'm ready. Not, I'm no, on listen, board. The thing is, if you're going to get bigger, go home. I'm, I'm on board, I said to the person yeah. I got this venue from, I said, like, I, I plan to do two events a year. That's my goal, to do two events like this at this venue. And my goal is to sell out Motor Point Arena. I'm, I, I just I don't actually know. This. I feel like I need to do like a Joe Rogan thing. Like, how, what, how many people go to Motor Point Arena? You keep talking. Joe I'm going <laughs> to be no, the guy I'm, in the background. No, I'm just thinking how many people it is because... The conversations I'm having in my era at the minute... 10,000 people. 10,000. I've not even checked that. I just don't want to sell it out. I've not looked at statistics. I've not listened to much news at the minute. But I just know from my own perspective and my own understanding of the conversations I'm having, mental health is really suffering at the minute. I know the big C words there and Mm. X, Y and Z. But there's just such an eclectic mix of reasons for people suffering. Um. And I've had, yeah, unfortunately, su- suicides mm-hmm. and people attempting and people that I love to pieces that would never open up in such a way that they have mm-hmm. coming to me with real raw truths. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, well, I'm not, oh, I wonder what's going off. I understand uh, to a level where people are at, but I can see a big event like this booming and be- so vital. People... There's only a few people uh, close to me that understand what I'm doing and mm. why I'm doing it. The actual depths of what I'm doing it. Like, really well and truly, like, what is going on right now is not acceptable to me. Yeah. There's someone that uh, was a member of the gym um, that unfortunately passed away. She was 17 years old. Oh, wow. That to me is not acceptable. No. It gets me emotional thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's, it's um, uh, it not my team quite badly. And uh, it, it's going... It's, yeah, it's 17 years old that's not acceptable to me in any way shape or form and yes some to do medication stuff apparently that, that happened with it but for me, that's, not, that's not acceptable and it's given me the rocket my ass I needed yeah and off the back of that I've put a lot of things in motion uh, especially when it comes to school kids and school age uh, 15, 16 year olds uh, I've already got the wheels in motion about some stuff I'm looking at doing so when I said about leaving a legacy I've um, I've got some plans I just basically need to get funding for it uh, if that makes sense this is about five years ago I wrote a poem and performed it at a school it's one that you'd never have heard of um, because I don't perform it much and it was it knocked me a bit because this teacher had a bit of a go at me afterwards and it's a good bouncy beaty poem but the last bit of the line is it's madness that a 14 year old girl has to resort to the to grabbing a knife right and the, the teacher didn't like that but I said how can you not like something that I'm just saying this actually happened? This isn't, I'm just plucking this out of somewhere. This is an anecdotal moment of a 14 year old girl that I know ended up doing that and ending her life. So you can't tell me that's a little bit much when I'm performing to 14, 15, 16 year olds, but about something that 
could actually happen. Yeah. And, and I think that's the biggest thing, especially when you're like you pretending it doesn't happen. Again, like I said about the elephant, like elephant in the room. Like, and that's the very real thing with this. Like, the kids feel like they're not heard. Like, for, for, for people of that age to feel like they're not heard and they don't have any other choice, mm. it's not acceptable to me. Yeah. It, no one can explain anything to me to say that's acceptable. And it's not at all. And again, we have done podcasts about like the pressure on schools and stuff like that. And again, school teachers are amazing. There's nothing against that. But there's stuff that's going on in society right now and it's only getting worse. Mm. And it's only going one way. And I know I'm only one person. But again, the more people get around me, the more the message spreads. Yeah. And like I said, yeah, without getting, getting, getting emotional to think about it, but it's just not acceptable. No. And, and off the back of the school, like some of the messages I get off the kids from the schools I go into. Uh, I've seen, yeah. Mate, yeah, you've seen, yeah, first time, like, mate, it's, it's ridiculous. Mm. And yeah, for me, so like, so this, this year I'm stepping things up. Is this event then targeted for an age? No, it's, of, so, so, so by all means, like, if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're, uh, have you been to the school, uh, one of the schools that I've gone to visit, by all means, you're more than welcome to come. Like I said, I don't know if people have noticed, I can't remember if I've even said this on the podcast. Uh, so bearing in mind when I say this, please remember that I've actually had podcasts in the bank. Uh, so don't hold me to this right now, but I've, I've actually made a conscious effort to swear less on podcasts because I want more school kids to be able to listen to this. So I'm making a very conscious effort. So when I do swear on a podcast, I'm putting £10 to charity. <laughs> I love Not that. my guests. I can't be held responsible for guests. Um, but, I, yeah, but, but again, that's a lot of money and I swear a lot. My point is I want to get the, the, the kids that I go speak to in schools to, to listen to my podcast and their parents not hear me swearing and be like, that's not suitable, blah, 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 blah. Because I can still be passionate, like you've heard me go, without swearing, if that makes sense. Mm. So for me, I'm trying to make a real conscious effort. So yes, kids can come to the event. Like let's say kids uh, year 10, years 11, absolutely 100%. It is aimed at adults, mm. but 100%, like if they're of an age, that's why you spoke to me about this before. Like you've said about me getting to schools, talking at younger age groups. I can't and won't do it. Mm. Because what I talk about, they have to be of an age to understand it. Year 10s and year 11s are at the perfect age to understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. So again, they're more than happy to come to the event. Like again, if, if people listen to this and they're looking to come in uh, and bringing their, their, their kids along by all means like it's not one of the things where, where we're swearing it's not one of those events uh, it's aimed at everybody because everybody needs to hear this information and that's also why when it comes to the podcast I, I genuinely don't believe that my swearing is a problem but I know that it is to some people so if I am then if people they shouldn't be but if some people are uh, not listening to my information because of my language again that's something I needed to address I have addressed it mm. so my way of doing that is if I do swear please know that £10 is going to charity mm. so at least if I'm swearing hopefully you can over, get over the fact I do swear and know that I'm it's goes with a good cause if that makes sense I've, I've just noticed that now you've, yeah. now you've mentioned it and I obviously yeah. edit all so again, your podcasts yeah, the, the, I thought yeah, the, oh yeah, yeah you're not swearing yeah. that much so since the ones we've recorded this year which uh, I think are off top of it so Randy I think Randy uh, the ones we did this year uh, the medium one which hasn't come out yet mm-hmm. uh, well it depends when this goes out actually really because we keep showing yeah. the order and then Mary <laughs> so Mary was this year as well so again I didn't swear I don't think in Mary's one maybe I did maybe once or twice but again massively cut down so it's something I am really conscious a, of doing appropriate in the moment swearing yeah because like, 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 like I said I don't believe there's a problem with swearing I no. don't and uh, like I said for me and my upbringing and stuff like that when it comes to swearing like I never mean it in a malicious way I spoke about this before in an episode I never ever mean it in a malicious way but for me like my mission my, my message needs to be out there to more people so therefore I need to cut it back okay mm. cool so that, if that's what I've got to do it's what I've got to do like Yes, there we go. Now I find it funny with swearing uh, because obviously I love the streets, <laughs> but that really in "Dry Your Eyes, Mate" song showed me how powerful context of swearing is because he only says it twice in the song, but it's at the same line. I'm not just going to effing just effing leave it all now, and that hit me so hard one day because I remember when I broke up with my girlfriend and it hurt so much, and that effing effing he was just desperate in that moment Mm -hmm. and i thought oh it was so powerful because if all the way through the song he was just swearing 
S-bomb here, F-bomb there, it wouldn't have had the impact it had. Again, I think that's what it is. Like, I can have impact. I don't need the swear words to have impact. I Mm. know that I can, again, when I go into schools, I don't swear. And Mm. the impact I have on those kids. So I don't need to do it on the podcast. But I think potentially, for me, maybe I thought that I needed to swear to have an impact on the podcast. But Mm. I don't know. I've not really looked into it. But again, people that know me, and this thing, when you hear me talk on a podcast, you hear me talk in real life, I'm the same person. Yeah. I'm not on here and pretending to be someone. I literally talk like this to people all the time. I talk to my clients like this. I talk to a girlfriend if I have one. <laughs> don't you dare cry on me, son. <laughs> um, uh, I talk, I mean, I talk people, this, is how, this is how I am. I yeah. don't pretend to be anyone else. I can't be. like That That, that, that is gone. Like Me pretending to be someone else was the worst thing that happened to me. So I'm just me. But I think part of me, I think, maybe thought that if I'm swearing, it, I don't know, maybe have more impact. But I don't need it. Mm. My words and what I'm saying, what my guests are saying should have the impact, if that makes sense. Um, but again, I'm not against swearing. And again, I don't think that kids should be, uh, what's the word, wrapped in cotton wool mm. because swearing is part of life. Like, it is what it is. I like, don't try and sugarcoat them because you, you're not saying, you're literally making little... Um, Little, uh, little, little delicate flowers and the world doesn't need that because the world is a harsh place mm. like again I use the thing be a weed not an orchid like mm. you, need to, you need to raise weeds so they're resilient they thrive and survive not orchids in these perfect conditions so with that being said like I said I will still swear and you will still hear me swear but I'm making a real conscious effort not to no, uh, and again at my event I will not be swearing so Unless someone says something to me like you, and, and unless Mikey messes up with his yeah. video recording, then you'll, then you'll hear a few choice words probably behind. Have you seen Mikey flying across the stage? Yeah. <laughs> okay, this question. We're talking about mental health a lot here, and I was just wondering from four, five, six, seven years ago to now, and I know it's so nuanced, mental health, but is there anything that you find of a commonality in the conversations you're having of what people are feeling and why it's so ripe at the minute? Is it loneliness? Is it a sense of loss and not understanding their position in the world? Just from, I I know there's so much around this, but I was just wondering if there's sort of a big common theme you're experiencing with people of, of a why they're Mm. suffering so much at the minute. We could do a whole podcast yeah. on this. Like, we're, we're four or five minutes in I, there, I, but, We no, don't no. go anywhere no, with no, it. No, no, just... no, 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 but it, it's a really valid point. Because, again, obviously, with my, my coaching that I do, yes, most people come to me for fat loss, but they also come massively for mental health. Yeah. Massively. Like, that, they, they understand that's, that's what I do. Niche, that, that's that's my niche, That's my niche. Like, I'm, not, people don't just come for a nutrition training program. If that's what you want, don't sign up with me. That's not, that's not my thing. My goal is, yes, you get nutrition, yes, you get training, but the massive undertone is I'm going to help sort your life out. That is what I do. And so again, I get, have to conversation with a lot of people. And the biggest things I find, again, going to schools as well, like the biggest thing I found at the minute is that people have completely lost who they are. Mm. They don't know who they are. They've got no sense of self. They don't, un- they don't understand how important and how powerful they are as a human being. But then where's that come from? Again, Randy spoke about it quite a lot. And again, again, notice the pattern. A lot of the other guests talk about it as well. So again, you look at the mainstream media, you look at the, the Instagram, social media, social media, look at the word social media. Hmm. Yeah, it is the least social thing possible. Look at the word meme, meme. Look at the word meme, uh, meme definition. Uh, unit of cultural information spread by uh, imitation. The term meme, originally from, comes from the Greek meaning, can't even say that word, uh, was introduced in 1979 by British evolutionary biologist Richard Dawkins with his work, The Selfish Gene. Dawkins conceived of memes as a cultural parallel to the biological genes and considered them in a manner similar to selfish genes as, uh, as being in control of their own reproduction and thus serving their own ends. Huh. So again, not really a great thing yet. What do we do all the time? We pass. 
memes around. Yeah. Like little viruses that get passed around. Ah. As I say, understood uh, in these terms, memes carry information, uh, are replicated, and then oh. transmitted from one person to another, and they have the ability to evolve, mutate at random, and undergo <laughs> natural selection with or without uh, impact uh, on human fitness. The concept of meme, however, now uh, remains largely theoretical. I'd, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. So okay. what, what, what do we do? We pass around memes. Mm. All times again, social media. So again, we, on, but what is a meme? It's a mind virus. Like it's taking, it's getting your attention on something away from yourself. Mm. And what do we do now? We text. We don't actually have conversations with people. The art of what we're doing right now, you go into most schools, could a, a, a kid actually have a conversation like this with a stranger? Mm. Probably not. Like you work with some of them. Yeah. Like, I mean, some of them are very socially awkward. But again, what are we? We're social beings. So we're, we're being more social, but we're not moving away. And I think it's that whole thing of moving away from who we're actually supposed to be causes a lot of issues with us. Mm. Like we're moving away from who we're actually meant to be. And that's what causes these issues. We feel very, very isolated. And the whole comparison thing, again, with social media. So there's a thing called visual adaptation. So visual adaptation is if you keep seeing something enough, you become like numb to it. Mm. For example, with violence. If you see enough violence, you become numb to it. But now what we're getting is six-pack abs everywhere. Yeah. We think that's the norm. We're seeing kids at 16 being like millionaires and buying all these NFTs and YouTube celebrities. But we think that that's the norm. So then you've got these kids nowadays and people like our age that somehow because we're not millionaires driving around in Lamborghinis and Ferraris, that somehow we are the outliers. We're not the outliers. They are the outliers. The problem is social media brings them to the forefront. So now we've got kids that have constantly got the social media on their phone mm. and they see these girls being TikTok stars and they're thinking, oh my God, I'm so fat, I'm so this. But they're not. They're absolutely perfect. We are perfect as we are. We are conditioned as a society to believe that we're not perfect. And yeah. that's what's causing this problem. We're walking around constantly feeling not good enough, that we constantly need this next thing. And again, being isolated. What the fuck? We are social beings. Again, I just swore there, so that's £10. <laughs> but again, we are social beings. So what's the worst thing you could do to someone? It's a, it's a social thing. Close them off. Close them off. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like you see it exactly the same in zoos. When you get these massive whales and you stick them in a small container, like a dolphin at Florida, the SeaWorld, everyone's complaining about. Meant to be in the oceans in a small kind of container. That's exactly what we're doing, mm. what we have done. And now we're wondering what mental health is so bad. Because people struggle to communicate anyway. You've then isolated them from people for six months, people they loved about. They've been completely in their own head. And me and you know, and people listening to this, know what it's like when you get inside your own head. Mm. It could not be a nice place to be. And then you then put them back into the real world and you've got people that are struggling, talking to people that are struggling, and it's just an absolute nightmare. Mm. And again, it's getting younger and younger and younger and younger. This pressure on kids to be this thing that's completely unrealistic. Yeah. And again, we've got adults, like Paul Cope spoke about, we've got adults that are struggling, not dealing with their own issues and passing it on to the kids. Mm. Programming. Programming. Yeah. And you've got bosses that, again, don't understand things. And again, and it's just all these, this is whole, everything at the minute is just, again, without sounding like it's like disastrous, like it's set up for us to fail. It's set up for us to fail. It's harder for us to be happy and content than it is for us to be miserable. It's the beautiful thing of why you're putting on this event, though, is, you know, you always say this, you have to want to be outside of it. You have to want to change. And the people that are coming into this building, bought their tickets, ready to sit and listen, they're the perfect people because they're ready for change. They're ready to get outside of it. They've been hit so much by this beast that is making you compare, making you focus on yourself too far. Like we're not so focusing on our authentic true self. It's our ego based self that we've created in a platform somewhere. And we keep feeding that the, they've realized how detrimental, how dangerous and how false it is. And now they're coming to this building together where we can all actually go, this is what's happened to you. Don't beat yourself up. This is what you can do about it. But then this is the thing. You then leave that, you work on yourself, you then impact your kids. 
Yeah. You impact the people at work. And this is what happens with my clients. Manifests. and Like literally what will happen is people go into their office and they'll say to me on their check-ins, they'll be like, oh my God, people in my office have noticed how positive I am. Mm. And they ask me what I'm doing. And it emanates out. That is out. exactly how oh, we do wow, it. Yeah. You work on yourself. Mm. Like you can't be like. Be the change you want to see. 100%. How, how do you lead people? Lead by example. Do you mean? Like if you want your kids to do something, do it yourself. Mm. Simple as that. If you want your partner to do something, do it yourself. Set the standard. And again, say to my coaches, set a standard. Set a standard that you live your life by. And that's what I try to do. Like all stuff I've told my clients to do, I do it. Yeah. I literally come in here every morning and read it. And, and love prevails, doesn't it? Yeah. It's the strongest force. Yeah. So if you go into work and you see that really miserable person, if you can just unconditionally keep coming in, being yourself, yeah. being loving, that will prevail. Absolutely. They will start coming onto your side. It's not, oh, they're always like this. I may as well just be more like this when I'm around yeah. them. And you'll notice no. the people that actually, once you start working on yourself, you'll notice the people that used to annoy you mm. don't annoy you so much because you're in a bit of headspace. Yeah. And you're choosing to see the positive and stuff. And I said, and they're looking over it like, do you know what? That seems such an easier route to go down. And then they're thinking, okay, how did you end up in that position? Because I'm ready for that change. And that's that's what it is. And that's what it is. Like, be the change that you want to see and just understand that people are always watching you. Like, people are always watching you. So, like, when you're going on your own journey and you probably think that people don't care, they do. But you you need to do it for yourself. Like, you've got to want to change, as you said. You've got to want to change and understand that it's not an easy journey. But there's so much support out there that people aren't aware of. And that's the biggest thing. Like, it's the support. And that's what I'm trying to create with this event, to understand there's that community out there, that there is people like you and you're not alone. Because people, again, you know, I think you must have felt it, because I felt it when I was going through it. I felt like I was the only person that was struggling. Mm. I literally felt like I was the only person that was struggling, that no one would get me, no one would understand it. It's only now, going through what I'm going through now, and I'm like, oh, bloody hell, like, you felt the same way I felt. Mm. It's just nuts. It's absolutely bizarre to me. Is there anything people can do who are listening to this that are going to come to the event or just excited about the event that can help you with the event or on that mission? Uh, yes, that's a, great, that's a great point, actually. Yes, if anyone actually does want to help uh, support the event at all, um, meaning like potentially uh, share, just share the Instagram post is a big thing. Like share the Instagram post, that post out there. Uh, just talk about it. Just just get the word out there. Talk about it. Uh, if you maybe work for a company uh, that potentially might be interested in sponsoring it or something like that, yeah, by all means, get in contact with me. Uh, I'm more than happy to like, put a deal together or something like that, like for, for, to get some more people. Like if you've got a big group of people that want to, they're interested in coming, I'm more than happy to do that. Like for me, it's just about getting people to this event, like mm. to help them. It's as simple as that. Uh, but like I said, yeah, if anyone wants to help out at all, then please, by all means, yeah, get in touch. But the biggest thing you can do is just talk about it. Mm. Uh, like I said, share the podcast. Again, don't be forceful with it. If people don't want to come, then they don't want to come. But again, just maybe uh, your favorite podcast episode, maybe it's the Paul Cope one. Just share that and say, do you want to come see this guy talk? Simple as that. Like, you don't have to force it. Just plant the seed. Uh, just nurture it. That's all it is. Uh, but like I said, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be a good day. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I'm genuinely buzzing for it. Yeah. Just, no, no, I'm not talking about it. Just like, for the two of us. Well, I, I literally I'm just going, got my hair cut. I literally just got my hair cut earlier on. <laughs> and uh, I was talking to my barber about it. And he's like, oh, are you excited for it? And I says, do you know when you're so involved in something? Yeah. Sometimes you can't, I mean, you're just working on it to make it become this amazing event. But it's only when I take a step back and talk about it. Yeah. Like I did with him. Like, yeah, I'm actually now buzzing for it. Because <laughs> when I talk about it, I'm like, oh yeah, actually, this is going to be amazing. But yeah. when you're going through the, all the stuff that's behind the scenes, you don't realise. Um, it can be a bit stressful. Positive stress, don't get me wrong. Like, it's absolutely amazing. But then you just like, you, you just like working on it, working on it. So then we take a step back. Like the leaflets came the other day and I was like, oh my God, like these look amazing. And then I get excited for it again. I talk about it, I get excited about it again. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's good, absolutely incredible. It feels real now then. You've had the leaflets, you're putting the posts out. It actually feels like it's happening. It's yeah, not a, yeah. and a then dream. I said, I said look, it was May 29th, so I said it seems like it's a million miles away, but it's not. Like it's, nah, like, nah. It'll, it'll come up, it'll fly by. Uh, <laughs> so ready, yeah, man. yeah, doesn't sense. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about to wrap it up? I, I think we've smashed that there, mate. Um, I'm honestly left this feeling really buzzing for it because again it was this 
arbitrary thing that we've got coming up, but we're busy people, so we're always living our lives and just. I've not even really talked to you about ever really. This this is the no, first time this, you've heard about it. This is our first proper conversation, yeah. but listening in, realigning, knowing both of us have messages. A lot of times, I deal with younger people. You deal with older people but we're always getting an influx of people that are, are sad mm-hmm. and are, are really struggling in life so to know that all my movements at the minute are in the aim of helping those people and yourself the fact we've got events coming up to to help these so much and, and catch them it just it gives me that thrill and that buzz but it's just it solidified it today it's made it a bit more real mm. and I feel a really nice sense of Oh, let's do it. Let's yeah. go. Do you yeah. know what I mean? No, I so it's, yeah, it's beautiful, man. Where can people find out more about you, Mikey? Rhythmical Mike and the old farm bust. Catch out what we're doing. There we go. Awesome. Uh, and again, Thank don't forget to give me a follow. Uh, Daniel underscore James underscore fitness. Uh, again, if you've got any value from today's episode, if you're uh, interested in sharing or coming to the event, uh, it'll be in the show notes. Again, Mikey's going to pop it across the screen as well. Uh, but again, the show notes are basically the description on the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or on YouTube. Just click in there. Uh, it's promloveproject.co.uk forward slash MHS, Mental Health Summit. Uh, you can get all the information on there about speakers uh, and the event and buy your tickets there. So until next time, take it easy. See ya.